0: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. They are co-founders of REI Blueprint, which is a whole website and system to learn how to invest in real estate. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Jason and Rachel. Thanks for having us. Let's just start. Thank with you. Your, just start with your brief story of the two of you and how you got into this position of t- teaching people about real estate.
2: Well, I'll jump into that. We started out, you know, we opened a mortgage company when we were twenty-one years old, and and built that company up really big. And then, like a lot of others, we got caught up in the two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight wipeout. That anyone in, at that time experience, whether you're in real, real estate or not. Um, and from that, you know, seeing what was going on in the economy and, and our country and where things were, we, we kind of transitioned into real estate investing on accident. We went to a, an event and saw that short sales were a way to help people that were losing their homes, help them get out from under their homes, and, and it kind of transitioned, uh, Accidentally, we got interested in, in how we could do short sales, how we could utilize those to help all the people who were underwater and you know, had mortgages that were higher than what their homes were worth. And so that was, that was really how we started into real estate investing. And how about you, Rachel?
3: Uh, exact same way. Jason and I have been partners for several decades now. And so we have been through the transition from the mortgage business into real estate investing together.
1: So speaking of a big downturn, I mean, right now, as the, the uh, <laughs> COVID-19 is hitting and the financial markets are going crazy and all that, what is your uh, expectation of how what's going on with the virus is going to be affecting the real estate market, pro or con? It might make some opportunities, but just get from each of you, uh, maybe starting with Jason, how do you think this is all going to affect the real estate market?
2: Wow. Um, that's a great question. We've been on the phone all morning long putting some protocols in place for our businesses and our assets and our investments and things like that. Um, I will tell you that I, I certainly think it's it's going to have an impact. I don't think it's necessarily going to be as bad as we think it is. But one thing that uh, came up over the weekend was, you know, a lot of people, a lot of newer investors that ran out and did um, – you know, uh, Airbnbs and and things with high leverage, uh, man, that, they're they're in trouble right now. Um, Airbnbs are, are going vacant. Um, you know that they're, they're we can't have events there without events that these places don't get rented, and so uh, at the same time that causes pain for people who, in my opinion, maybe just didn't do things right. They didn't create a create a reserve account. They didn't put money aside for a rainy day. Um, at the same time, it creates opportunity for. All of us that are in the real estate world um, as cycle shifts, you know, the most money that we ever made was was in a downturn, a downtime market. So I'm looking at it positively with, you know, what what opportunities may this create? Where, where are there some chances for us to uh, move money around and, and make some smart investments? And what do you think, Rachel? What are the opportunities here?
3: Um, I think there are a ton of opportunities here and coming from a place where we were in a not so great market and really thrived in it that you've got to be prepared and you have to make smart decisions, um, especially right now, currently today, when when things are kind of up in the air. Um, And so I think there's a lot of opportunity from. From an investment side, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to straighten up our businesses a little bit too. If, if you're going to be in real estate investing, one thing you're never in control of is the market, right? And so you have to be able to adapt when these changes happen because they happen quickly. They come almost overnight in a sense. And um, I think it's a great time for people, especially that are you know rehabbing and things, to really look at you know how long are your projects taking you? Because this is not not a time where there's uncertainty in the market that you want to be holding a project longer than you need to. And most of the time that comes from mismanagement of it. And so I think it's an opportunity for us to fix holes in our businesses and make them better. Um, So we're not, in such a high-risk place. And I think for those who have prepared and planned for this, um, when things get down, it's a great opportunity for purchasing and even doing some unique investing strategies. Even we'll see foreclosures go up. And it just has to be a ripple effect from people not being able to be at work and you know things like that. So I think it's a time for you to really be looking at your marketing saying, is what I'm doing, is it currently working for me right now? Will it work for me in a, in a changed market?
1: One big change that's happened is how much interest rates have plunged. Over the weekend, the Federal Reserve cut their rate to zero. Mortgage rates are down below 3%, the lowest we've ever seen in history. How does that affect the real estate market and ability to do deals?
2: Well, I, I think that for people who are using debt as leverage you know uh, we don't Rachel and I are not big fans of debt we're not we don't it's not really a, a lot of what we teach um, that being said we're not completely against it I, I'm not certainly not for 80 and 90 percent LTV type situations just because when when markets do sh- it, it, it works until it doesn't work right and when a market shifts and something you know a bump in the road happens you, you really have to be prepared for it for us you know we have some apartment buildings and multifamilies and things that we own that have low debt on them but with interest rates so low it, it can increase cash flow significantly by by pushing interest rates down on on that type of money uh, it's certainly an opportunity to put yourself in a smarter position if you do have some debt attached to things um i don't really know what we're gonna what we're gonna see spur from this um, interest rates are down at the same time uh, w- what's happening psychologically to people in the market you know um are they are 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 average citizens thinking that now is the time to go buy a new house? Are they going to wait and see how this Corona thing plays out? It's it's a it's a super interesting time.
1: And so, are you thinking of refinancing some of your properties to these lower mortgage rates, Rachel?
3: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I see. Um, I think on the buying side, um, with rates being low, right, it's a perfect time for people to be getting in because they can experience home ownership where maybe they couldn't before and they can now buy a bigger home and things like that. But I think that psychology side has to be put in there. And I know just over the last couple of days, I've seen some open houses start to get closed because people don't want a ton of people walking through their homes. And so that's where I get back to that place of if you're holding on to something, now would be a good time to make sure that you're doing all of the right things to unload that. But if you've got current loads, I'd be refinancing everything. That's absolutely where we're headed.
1: We're going to get into the details of your different strategies, but just contrast real estate investing the way you do it with stock and bond market investing, where you see a price all the time. It's wildly up. It's wildly down. With real estate, you're not getting a daily price. What are the pros and cons of doing real estate investing compared to, moment-by-moment priced securities investing?
2: You know, I, I am certainly not an expert when it comes to securities investing. Rachel and I have spent the ne- last 19 years in the real estate world, and, and we've definitely made other investments outside of that. But for me, I, I love real estate because I, I feel like I'm, I'm in more control. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I, I can buy a property, I can, I can fix it up, and yeah, to a degree, you know if we see what we sell again in 07 08 um, things can retract but what I like about the way that we invest in real estate is that we're able to get into a property and get out of a property within you know 90 120 days and so any big market fluctuation doesn't really have an, an enormous impact on it at the end of the day it's what we buy it for and what we sell it for so at, you know if, if we start to see values retract our purchase price retracts so where we get into the deal lowers as the market lowers um and it allows us to keep our margin and our spread where it needs to be Uh, on the other side of things with with stocks and securities and and those um man it just seems uh just seems less control it seems almost fancy gambling to me in a way i mean i know there's a lot of people that are that, that do well in those markets i'm certainly not saying it's a bad thing for me i just personally like to be in a little bit better control of what we're doing
1: Rachel, how about the psychology of an investor investing in real estate using your techniques versus traditional securities investing?
3: Well, I think that um, I think you have some people that regardless of what they're doing, that psychology of, of fear has really kind of like set in for some of them regardless of what they're doing. But I think that um, our teachings and our strategies, we um, are always putting a huge emphasis on what your debt load is. We put a huge emphasis if you're holding something on what the proper type of reserves should look like. So when something like this does happen, um, we don't have to be quite as reactive to it because we were proactive when things were good, um, perceived, right, um, of being good. And I also think that, you know, as I kind of mentioned before, it's a, it's a great time. I know with all of our personal coaching students right now, it's we did this two months ago where we started looking at yep. how are you prepared for something to shift and something to change and re, reinventing yourself if that is what is needed.
1: Very good, we're gonna take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. Uh, They are real estate investing experts. You can find out more about them at their website which is reiblueprint.com. We'll be back after this. Where should you look if you need freelance talent for your small business or project? Finding the most qualified freelancer at a price you can afford can be time consuming and frustrating. That's where Fiverr comes in, because they let you find exactly the skill you need easily and quickly anywhere in the world. With Fiverr, you can search among many categories to find the exact talent you need for your project. You know exactly in advance how much it's gonna cost. You can also be sure they'll deliver as promised because you can read reviews and user feedback before you pick someone. I've used Fiverr several times, and the people I picked always came through at very reasonable prices. I found a woman in the Ukraine who edits and touches up all the pictures I use on my website. I found a graphic designer in India who redesigned several graphics I now display at MoneyAnswers.com. Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less. They connect you with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and much more. These professionals have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world. You can search by service, deadline, price, or reviews. You know exactly what you're paying for up front, so there's no need to negotiate the price. Fiverr offers 24-7 customer service if you need help. Take five and check out Fiverr.com, and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code, ANSWERS. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by checking out Fiverr.com with the code, ANSWERS.
3: Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
4: And discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. They are the founders of REI Blueprint, which is a real estate investing course and system you can find out more at their website, reiblueprint.com. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Just tell us a little bit, maybe Rachel, about the Blueprint Marketing course. It's got a bunch of DVDs and so on. Just tell people in general what what's in that and how much it costs, how they can get it, and so on.
3: Yeah, so in this in this course, we really um, look at four different marketing strategies that are working the best around the country right now today and what is unique about this is we really put step-by-step in there exactly what you need to do what you do next what you do next so it kind of keeps that guessing game out of it Um, but we emphasize on the marketing because that's where it all starts right with real estate investing we have to create opportunities and we do that by by marketing and so Our marketing is a multi touch, really lead exhaustion product where we use all avenues of communication to reach the lead. Um, So many of us rely on maybe one or two of those, and collectively, the responses, the results that come from Using social media outlets, mail because it's still pulling, uh, emphasizing on the outbound phone calls um, and some ringless voicemail strategies and some different things like that are all all part of this kind of multi-touch lead exhaustion that we do because everyone has their preferred preference of how they communicate and we can never know what that is. So our methods are that we try all of them um, to make sure that we're really exhausting the lead, but that we're we're creating all of the opportunity that's possible because we're not just relying upon one or two of these avenues to make contact.
1: Jason, what do you mean by lead exhaustion? That doesn't sound like a good thing. You're exhausting the lead to like give in to sell their house. What does that mean?
2: What it means is that you know, it, for those that don't know, the average direct mail response rate is one percent. And when people are new or are trying to get into real estate investing and they're going out and they're they're trying to learn this business. A lot of what's out there is stuff that worked 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago and, and a lot of it focuses around direct mail and direct mail isn't a bad thing but again a 1% response rate with anything is, is not good. So what, what we have really focused in on you know a lot of our clients and people that we work with we're driving their marketing campaigns experiencing a 10, 15, 20% response rate. And if, if we're going to make money investing in real estate, we have to talk to sellers who are motivated to sell their home. So what Rachel's describing when she says lead exhaustion is, is being able to take that same lead and accept, instead of experience a 1% chance of being able to speak with that seller, we are teaching things that generate a 10, 15, 20% response rate, giving us a, a 20% chance or 20% more potential clients to speak with that may have a house that they want to get out from under or sell or is distressed or they inherited a lot a lot of different ways and so being better at communicating with them where they're at is is what she means by that.
1: You talk in your, your website about that you can find and buy houses cheaper than anyone else. How do you do that? How do you get a better deal when you're buying than other people doing similar strategies?
2: I think we're we're doing that because we're reaching the people that the masses aren't. You know, we we teach things like skip tracing and and how to find sellers that our competition isn't finding. And, and again, a lot of that comes back to the direct mail thing. Is that we're not doing the same thing that everyone else is doing and everyone else has been teaching for the last twenty years. We're we're utilizing technology, not in a confusing way. I, I'm not Mister Technology, but we're using things like skip tracing and ringless voicemail and text messaging and social media platforms, Facebook, things like that, and we we walk people through step-by-step how to do that, how to get in front of the sellers that your competition isn't already in front of. Now, you do both
1: single-family residence and also multifamily. What are the pros and cons of doing single-family versus multifamily, Rachel?
3: Well, I think think the pros that really kind of set out to, to Jason and I is that What it, the amount of time that it takes to put a deal together when we got into the multi-unit range is that, that, that return on our investment was so much more than what we were experiencing when we were doing the single family residence. So for that, that, for us, that was a huge pro because we had close to about the same amount of time. Now that's with some delegation and things like that, but about the same amount of time to put that deal for a multi-unit together as we did for a single family residence, but our return was so much higher, right? Um, and I think that, I think some people look at cons and, um, On both sides of it, you know, some people don't want to mess with a single-family residence, especially if they're going to hold it and use it as a rental. They want that higher return, and so for them that means, well, then I should go to the multi-units. I think that cons if you don't know what you're looking for for the right multi-unit is a big deal, not knowing your numbers, not being sure what a good cap rate is, um, and then also setting up those proper reserve accounts that, this is a cash-flowing property for you, um, not something that becomes a drain that really doesn't benefit you the way that it potentially could have. And so I think the pros and cons, it depends on the person because I think they're kind of viewed the same, um, just really kind of depending on who you are.
1: Uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about what people can find at your website, uh, which is reiblueprint.com. And I guess the the initial contact for a lot of people is going to a boot camp. Tell people what happens at the boot camp that they might find out about at your website.
2: So Rachel and I, I mean, we never really set out set out to be educators. Um, it was something that we were part of a mastermind group and Rachel and I flipped 111 houses our first year in real estate investing. And some of these groups started saying, hey, will you guys come and, and share with us? And so it really started as a labor of love, but it's now something that we are certainly most proud of we do a a three-day event typically four or five times a year we don't bring in a a ton of we don't bring in any other selling speakers it's it's three full days of nothing but content and we really teach people from start to finish how to do a real estate deal you know we, we teach the five stages really of real estate investing number one being marketing number two being uh, how, to, how to analyze the deal, how to determine after repair value, how to determine what the repairs cost, how to do comps. We're looking at, you know, how to handle the homeowner appointment, how to interact with the seller, um, the different exit strategies. Are you going to wholesale the house? Are you going to keep it? Are you going to rehab it? And then number five, h- how to put the money together. You know, the differences between private money, hard money, those types of things. So we're, we're super, super proud of our three day and uh, we make it a fun experience, but we really teach people how to do this business.
1: So somebody coming to the boot camp, what kind of attitude should they have? Like, I'm going to drop everything and devote myself to this to make it work, or this is something they can do on the side. What should the, their attitude be when they come to a workshop like that?
3: I would say their attitude needs to be open and honest about the amount of time that they really have to give to their real estate investing business Um for some people this is something that they're doing on the side and for others they want to transition from, you know, corporate America into being a full time real estate investor. We really customize what works best for you and work really hard at providing the tools for the person who is going to still keep their full time job and do this on the side. But those same tools are an asset for someone who's going to do it full time because many of us have made this mistake when we get into investing. We wear all of the hats in the business, right? And so we we get into that first deal and our marketing shuts down because we're so focused on getting this deal rehabbed or put together that it can be resold. And with the tools that we give that are a great asset to people who are doing this on the side because their time is more limited, they're also great tools for someone who's going to take this full time because your marketing can't shut down just because you're working on a couple of projects, right? That part of the business must still operate or you're gonna do this whole roller coaster effect and never really turn it into a business. And so we really like to start with understanding what's your schedule, where are you at. Now this is how you need to build that in order to be able to create success with the amount of time that you have and even resources, right? Everyone's financial situation is different and there are people who have ex- experienced extreme success with little resources. Um, and so being very open and honest about where you really are at really helps us prepare you and give you the tools that you need to put in place in order to be successful.
1: After people come out of one of these workshops, is there a kind of online community of your graduates who are buying and selling and trading in properties? Is, is that part of what they get?
2: Absolutely. We've we've built a, a large online community and we Facebook is something that everyone seems to prefer. So we, we've built a really cool online community of graduates, of attendees, of coaching students, of clients, and that's a, a really cool interactive community because it's there's no way we can teach you nineteen years worth of real estate investing in a three-day workshop. We we can cover a lot and we can get you prepared, but you're still gonna have questions. You're gonna run into things that you haven't seen before. So we absolutely maintain a, a really strong community of experts that, uh, that can help people no matter where they're at in their stages of investing.
1: Terrific. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. Uh, they formed REI Blueprint uh, to teach people about all different strategies in real estate. You can find out more at their website, reiblueprint.com. We'll be back after this. Where should you look if you need freelance talent for your small business or project? Finding the most qualified freelancer at a price you can afford can be quite time-consuming and frustrating. That's where Fiverr comes in, because they let you find exactly the skill you need easily and quickly anywhere in the world. With Fiverr, you can search among many categories to find the exact talent you need for your project. You know exactly in advance how much it's going to cost. They will also make sure you'll, they will deliver, as promised, because you can read reviews and user feedback before you pick someone. I've used Fiverr several times, and the people I picked always came through at very reasonable prices. I found a woman in the Ukraine who edits and touches up all the pictures I use on my website. I found a graphic designer in India who redesigned several graphics that I now display at MoneyAnswers.com. Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less. They connect you with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services including graphic design copywriting web programming film editing and much more these professionals have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world you can search by service deadline price or reviews you know exactly what you're paying up front so there's no need to negotiate a price fiverr offers 24 7 customer service if you need help take five and check out fiver and you'll receive 10 percent off your first order by using my code answers. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going out to fiverr.com with the code answers. Fiverr, it all starts here.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider, experts in real estate investing. Their company is called REI Blueprint, and you can find out more at their website, reiblueprint.com. Welcome back to the show. Thank so you. the first strategy, which I guess is where you started, is short sales. So just briefly kind of tell you if somebody wants to buy into a short sale, how is that going to work? And particularly in the current environment where some people are going to be stressed losing their jobs and potentially not being able to make their mortgage payments.
3: Yeah, I'd say over the last uh, probably six months, we've actually seen... This particular strategy, the data increase on it lately, and I would say what we're dealing with currently, that will continue to trend up. And so the data that you're pulling for this is pre-foreclosure. Um, the important thing, I think, about getting involved with short sales is to understand what the foreclosure process is like in your state. Um, are you a ju- judicial state where we normally see those time frames from the time that someone actually falls behind the time that the foreclosure sale actually happens, it's a little bit longer process because the court system is more involved. Um, Or for instance, here in Missouri, we are a non-judicial state and we are one of the fastest states for foreclosure. We run on about a 21-day timeline. And so it's important to know which way your state primarily forecloses because that really helps you understand the speed that you must go at in order to be successful with this. And um, it, it doesn't matter if it's short or if it is long. It only is a way for you to be prepared on your timelines. And so when you get involved with that, it is a unique strategy because, you know, most of the time we go, we get the contract buyer or the homeowner signs off on it, we're ready to go to closing. This is unique in the fact that not only do we need the homeowner to sign off on this contract, we need to get the approval from the bank that holds their mortgage. They need to say that they will allow the property, first of all, to postpone or cancel that foreclosure sale date. And then secondly, we start the negotiation property to be able to purchase this this home um, and that bank is required to be involved because the home is distressed at that time. And so being prepared, um, if you are going to negotiate your short sales yourself, or even if you're going to outsource this, this is an area where you need further education. Um, You will hear people not be as happy with the strategy, and that normally comes from a lack of education, really understanding the process that the bank takes that deal through, gives you a huge advantage in, in that particular strategy. Jason,
1: why does the bank want to cooperate and accept less than they're owed instead of foreclosing?
2: Several different reasons. Um, there, we actually used to have a sheet that came from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that, that they have an REO stigma discount, meaning that just the, the stigma of a foreclosure home bears less, bears less in price. Number one. Number two, it in most states it's a legal process. So it can take six months to a year for a lender to foreclose. And in that time they're not collecting interest, they're not collecting payments. They're paying for the taxes. In a lot of cases, they're forced placing insurance because the homeowner quit paying. So there's a lot of financial benefits for the lender to work with us on a short sale and take a contract now. The other part of that is that they're not in the business of why are, you know, owning real estate and selling real estate? They're in the business of originating loans, and for every dollar that's delinquent, you know, that's a, a multiple of that dollar that they can't lend back out.
1: So, Rachel, the other – so short sales is one thing where they're kind of in pre-foreclosure, but another strategy is actually to buy homes in foreclosure. Is that, how is that different from doing a short sale?
3: So buying the home that's actually in foreclosure, you could do this a couple ways, right? So one, it would be going down to the local courthouse and purchasing the property at auction, um, because these these properties, if there, if a short sale isn't started on them or they're not purchased by that foreclosure sale date, it's an auction process at your county courthouse. And depending on where you're at will depend on the level of competition that sits down at the courthouse, right? Um, there are certain markets, even, you know, certain counties in our market that going to the courthouse really isn't a benefit because, they're constantly overbidded, um, but we have several where it, it is a great thing. So if, you, if you're if you interested in that, understanding the pay, um, if you were to win the auction for us, they have to have 10% down at the time of purchase, and then we have 24 hours for full payout. But I have heard of some unique areas where they actually get several weeks for that to pay out, where you could go and secure... Uh, lending from someone else to purchase those. So uh, everyone should be educated if going down to the courthouse is the way that you want to purchase them. And then some people buy delinquent delinquent mortgages delinquent notes right from the lender who secured it and there's a way to get to get into it with some of the big banks that's not really a strategy we've ever put together because they're more difficult but definitely a strategy that could be put together with some of the smaller banks that are holding on to some of these being able to purchase these properties once they've hit that point so jason
1: is this something you only have to do in person or can you go buy a foreclosure you know hundreds of miles away electronically without ever seeing the property.
2: So Rachel and I um, you know we've never been big fans like she said of the auction. Back in this is why it's, it's so important to understand what's going on in your market right now and in, in 2010, 2009, 2008 you know, going to the auction worked. Um, supply and demand is, is significantly different now. So with a short sale, you know, or, or pre-foreclosure or any of that, you know, we're identifying the people when they're in the middle of the foreclosure process. So they have a sale date coming up. They're they're motivated because they don't really have any other option. And we're working with the lender. We're uh, working with the homeowner. We're not physically going to the auction. Getting, getting a set of eyes on the property is a good idea, but there, there are ways to do that. We coach investors that you know, invest in multiple states across the country and they have, you know, maybe somebody that's boots on the ground in that area that can at least go to the property and shoot a quick video, do a walkthrough so they can get an idea of what's going on. But it really just kind of depends on where you're, uh, where you're trying to go, you know, with your investing and what you're trying to do. Most of the time you can build a a pretty successful business right in your local market. Yeah.
3: So Rachel, the next one is... There is auctions.com that will do it online also. They're they're a big one in the online field there.
1: Another one you talked about, Rachel, is probates. So this is buying homes out of estates. Somebody has died. How does that strategy work? Yes.
3: So that strategy, uh, that's that's one of my favorites also. I really like probates. Um, Understanding the position that a lot of people are in, I think we automatically go to, oh, if I was to inherit a home, that would be amazing. And when you really start to think about that, Um, most of these homes are not free and clear so you didn't just gain an asset gained another monthly payment um, that comes with utilities and and insurance and taxes and all of these things and a lot of people when you really think about it don't want to make another mortgage payment or taxes or keep utilities on at a property that they're not living in Um, and so we come into a lot of people who had inherited these homes and sometimes they are free and clear, but most of the time that they're not, but it's more of a burden to them than it is anything else. You know, at times there's heirs that don't even live in the same area that the property's at. Um, and so that's a need for them to not have to deal with putting the home on the MLS and an investor is a great purchaser for them. But you also have the scenarios where, You know, the person who passed, their family member had lived in this home for 30, 40 years and just the whole cleanup process that would go along with trying to get a property like that on the market, that's where an investor purchase comes in very handy for them because they can leave what they don't want and we'll take care of the rest of it for them. And a lot of times people sit on these homes for that exact reason of, I don't know what we're doing with all this stuff or we all have to get together to go through all of this stuff. You know, our strategy with that is take what you want and we'll take care of the rest. Um, and and in the scenario where they are financially putting out every month on this, we can close a lot faster than a traditional buyer. A lot of these homes have a ton of deferred maintenance. Um, the people living in it were on a limited or fixed income and the types of repairs that need to go into it sometimes either make it to where a traditional buyer couldn't the home wouldn't qualify for the loan or it would just be more than what they're looking for right it's just more that would need to be done and so we can come in and make those improvements and get the home properly set up for a traditional buyer to purchase
1: that's going to take a good amount of capital to do that right so it means you have to borrow more than the purchase price to be able to fix it up if it's had deferred maintenance for many years
2: yes and and, in some cases that's the case what what one of our biggest concerns when Rachel and I got into this business was exactly what you said: where is this money going to come from? And you know, we had come from a mortgage background, a lending background, and in that world, you're you're putting money down, your your appraisals, all that kind of things. And what we came to realize is that there is all kinds of money out there. There's private money. There's hard money loans. There, there's that that maybe sound scary or sound like they're expensive, but what we learned is, you know, we may make forty thousand dollars on a single flip transaction, maybe five thousand of that goes to the lender, but there's still plenty of room and, and in most cases you can find a, a good hard money lender that'll not only fund the purchase price, but also the rehab and fix up costs as well. If you have a good deal, the money's not an issue.
1: Yeah. And then one last strategy you talk about is evictions. How is that different from foreclosures? Evictions.
2: So evictions
3: is unique. Go ahead, oh, Jason. Sorry.
2: Evictions is what we're focusing on. With evictions, is we're focusing on the owner who is evicting their tenant. So everything that Rachel and I teach, if you want a discount, if you want to make a margin in real estate investing, the best thing to do is find a seller that's motivated to sell. And we all know that you know throughout our lives we've had something that's been a pain for us, and we get to the place where we say, you know what, just take it. I I, I don't want to deal with the headache. I don't want to deal with the problem. Um, I don't want to deal with the pain, the payments, whatever. And so with evictions, we're focusing on marketing to the owners who have just evicted a tenant. And maybe that tenant left a mess. Maybe that tenant left the property torn up. And the owner is saying, you know what? I'm willing to just sell this thing for whatever somebody will pay me just so I don't have to deal with it anymore. That's how we're able to to turn those into really good deals.
1: We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. They're the co-founders of REI Blueprint. You can find out more about all their real estate strategies at REIblueprint.com. We'll be back after this.
4: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
5: Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equities Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth in Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthinequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening
0: to the Money Answer show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to the Money Answer show. This is Jordan Goodman your host. My guests this hour are Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider, experts in real estate investing. You can find out more about them and what they offer at REIBlueprint.com. Welcome back to both of you.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: One of the things you talk about a lot is automating your business so that you're not having to do this manually, so it really becomes a system. Tell us a little bit about how you should automate your real estate investing business. Well,
2: one of the things that we have really focused on is helping people transition from corporate America, you know, people that are that are really slaves to their job, working 50, 60, 70 hours a week and transitioning into real estate investing and, and running a business that pays them more than their full-time job and, and half the time so that we can actually have a life too. And one of the biggest parts of that is being able to to automate your business, being able to take a lot of these $10 an hour tasks and have a, a, a CRM do them, a computer do them, a virtual assistant in another country, um, utilizing the technologies that we have available to us that can do a lot of this work while we're in that transition period, You know, especially for those that are working a full-time job and have a family, they don't have another 40 hours a week to run a business at the same time. What we have really specialized in is helping people utilize technology, utilize the things that are available to us that can do some of the marketing for us, that can do some of the uh, organization of the business while we can just spend our time you know talking to a homeowner who maybe wants to sell their home and, and meeting with them in person
1: you have anything to add to that Rachel
3: Jason really covered a lot of it but I also think that um, I think that it helps ensure that your time whether it's full-time or on the side is spent doing those high dollar per hour tasks meeting with the homeowners, talking to them, getting those things. And it kind of forces you that whether you're doing this part-time or full-time, it still needs to be ran like a business. And no business is one person responsible for every action item that needs to happen.
1: Yeah. You say that there's actually a one-day exit strategy. So that's turning a, a house from buying it to selling it in one day. How does that work, Jason?
2: So there's several different ways. Uh, it's commonly referred to as wholesaling or, or potentially even an assignment. So basically what that means is that, you know, we identify someone who has a house that they're willing to sell and, and we put that property under contract. And for whatever reason, maybe again, it's a situation where they inherited the home and they just don't wanna deal with selling it on the retail market. They don't wanna have 40 people going through their home and negotiating with all these different people where we're able to make them an offer and, and, and a quick closing put the property under contract, and then we're essentially selling that contract. You know, A lot of our students, are, we're seeing profits in the $15,000 to $20,000 range in today's market just, just on a wholesale, just by assigning a, a property that you got put under contract to, to another investor or someone else who wants to actually work and do the project. It's a, it's a really cool investing strategy. Rachel,
1: why don't you talk a little bit about negotiation? People who do this have to negotiate, both on the buy side and the sell side. And some people are not comfortable negotiating. How can you kind of get over that and be a good negotiator to make the deal happen?
3: I think the number one thing in all negotiations is to be listening to what they're really telling you. Um, I think a lot of times we spend, um, and, and I think rapport building and them understanding who you are and what you can do for them is very important. But I also think that identifying what is their need, what is their need to sell is your biggest negotiation tactic because you then show them how you are the solution to the need to the problem. And a lot of times, I think when we're not doing those conversions, it's because we've spent too much time kind of talking about ourselves and who we are that we forgot to listen and really figure out yeah, all sellers are in different positions. Um, even though the, the strategy might be similar. What personally is going on with them and the reason that they need to get out from underneath the house is unique to them and so really understanding what that is puts you in that you know higher hand I guess on the negotiation side of being able to say these are the three things that are your problem and this is how I can help you out of them you know for some people it's going to be they need the money now for other people it's going to be The house is filled with a ton of things and how are we ever going to get out of it? For some people, it is the amount of repairs that are needed. All of those are ways where an investor becomes that solution. And I think on that selling side of it, it's pricing things where they really should be. That's, That's something I see a lot in our industry is we're not transparent about what the prices really are. And I think that that's a good way to get a poor reputation. And so really presenting the deal for what the deal really is. This is the actual after repair value. This is estimated repairs that, you know, sometimes say 10000 and they're really 35000 You know, being transparent and being honest about what it is, that's something we carry through in our business all the way because it, it'll always come back around to you. And so I think that helps you in the negotiation side. When you come in, your intention is true. You are who you really are portraying yourself to be and you listen to what their needs are, to what their problems are, and then you present that solution.
1: In the roughly two minutes we have left, why don't each of you kind of summarize how this could be successful and change somebody's life if they learn your strategies and put them into action. Why don't you start, Jason?
2: I, I think the biggest thing, like I mentioned earlier, is is buying yourself a life. You know, having a business that serves you instead of you serving it. We, we have helped hundreds of... We've had thousands of people through our boot camps. We've helped hundreds of people transition from full-time corporate America, where they're, where they're not having time with their husband, with their wife, with their children. They're, they're grinding out all day and all night in, in their corporate America job. And um, we've just helped so many people trans- transition out of that, where they're able to go on vacation for three months in the summer. You know, this is Real estate investing is not something you have to be crazy passionate about. It's a vehicle. For me, it's a vehicle that affords you to live the quality of life that you wanted to live and, and actually do it right now.
1: And Rachel, what would you say to the same thing?
3: I completely agree with Jason, but I also think for me, real estate investing has been this area where, you know, if it's on you to be able to help people and, and to to give uh, every deal I've ever done, we've helped them. Um, We've also helped the next family that's moved into it, achieve that goal of home ownership at the same time. And so I think that that, ability to help people that are in bad situations um, or just difficult situations being that outlet for them and the impact that it not only has on them and their families, but the benefit that it has for you. We're also reshaping communities and and, um, neighborhoods to be better than what they were before we we found the home. Terrific. Well, thanks so much.
1: My guests this hour have been Jason Roberts and Rachel Schneider. They co-founded REI Blueprint a while ago and have taught many, many people how to do well in in real estate uh, in many different strategies that we talked about. You can find out more about them at their website, which is reiblueprint.com. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, both Jason and Rachel.
2: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us.
1: Thanks again, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.